I'm Benjamin Dolly, and this is the VPM Daily Newscast. At the governor's request, the State Corporation Commission will continue to freeze utility disconnections through October 5th because of the pandemic. As Whitney Evans reports, the moratorium was set to expire today. The SCC first imposed a shutoff ban for utility customers six months ago, on March 16th. It's been extended twice since the start of the pandemic. This has helped us protect public health and keep families safer. Governor Ralph Northam says an extension will give the General Assembly enough time to finalize the budget and find a longer-term solution. During the moratorium, utilities regulated by the commission must offer extended payment plans with no late fees or reconnection charges to customers whose unpaid bills are the result of COVID-19. Whitney Evans, VPM News. Southwest Virginia is still experiencing a spike in COVID-19 cases. Governor Northam said during a press briefing yesterday that the region has an average of 229 new cases every day, more than any other region in the state. Northam says there are many factors for the spike, including a lack of compliance on the part of businesses. I think being aware uh, that uh, it's a potential hot spot and for people to do the the right thing, uh, especially in our college towns, uh, which they are doing, uh, will be important in, in keeping those numbers down. State officials say the percent of positive COVID-19 cases in southwest Virginia is 8.1. That's compared to a 6.8 percent positivity rate statewide. Coronavirus restrictions have deeply affected all of Virginia's industries, with businesses around the state facing losses. But sales aren't down for everything. As Patrick Larson reports, ABC stores are selling more than usual this year. According to CEO Travis Hill, the Alcoholic Beverage Control Authority expects about 5 percent growth in sales each year at their stores. Since the pandemic started, it's been more than twice that. In a Senate committee meeting, Hill told lawmakers that the sales are partially due to lack of competition. Restaurant and bar sales dropped to zero when stores closed. And although new rules for allowing sales of cocktails to go have helped some businesses, Hill said alcohol sales still sit at just half of pre-lockdown levels. ABC's warehouse is running out of certain spirits, particularly imported ones, more often than in previous years resulting from high demand and supply chain problems. Hill said it's not clear what impact a holiday rush might have on sales or stock. Patrick Larson, VPM News. Richmond Mayor LeVar Stoney joined a chorus of other mayors in the U.S. calling for President Donald Trump to condemn armed vigilantes. The letter comes after armed right-wing militia groups have been seen at numerous Black Lives Matter protests across the country. In places like Kenosha, Portland, and Albuquerque, these confrontations have ended in people being shot. Those who signed the letter are part of the group Mayors Against Illegal Guns, They wrote that intimidation of protesters and vigilantism are a threat to public safety. Mayor Stoney also announced that he's creating an Office of Equitable Transit and Mobility. The office will focus on making sure low-income and minority communities have access to public transit. Roberta Roldan has more on yesterday's announcement. Standing near a bus stop in the historically black neighborhood of Fulton, Mayor Stoney says the city wants to ensure everyone has access to public transit, regardless of their zip code. Should the city of Richmond fund a new GRTC route? Does a certain bus not come as frequently as it needs to? The office will vision answers to these exact questions and find solutions. In addition to public transit, Stoney says the Office of Equitable Transit and Mobility will also focus on access to pedestrian infrastructure like sidewalks and bike lanes. Dorona Moore-Clark, who was previously a top transit official in Petersburg, will head the office which is being housed in the city's Department of Public Works. Roberta Roldan, VPM News. An economics professor at VCU is the first candidate to drop out of Richmond's mayoral race. 
Michael Gilbert, who's also the CFO of the local coffee shop Lamplighter, announced Tuesday that he's suspending his campaign. Gilbert said on Twitter he did not believe he had the campaign money on hand to make a successful run. Five candidates are still in the race, including Mayor LeVar Stoney, Councilwoman Kim Gray, Alexis Rogers, and Justin Griffin. More than 1,800 former ITT Tech students in Virginia will have their student loans forgiven as part of a settlement with a private loan program. Attorney General Mark Herring, along with 47 other attorneys general, negotiated the settlement with Peaks Trust to forgive $330 million in loans. The money was given out as temporary credit to cover gaps in federal student aid. The settlement shows ITT Tech and Peaks were aware students would likely be unable to repay the loans when they came due. As part of the agreement, Peaks will forgo collecting the loans. Notices will be sent to students benefiting from the debt relief. Virginia registrars are facing new challenges and expenses running an election during a pandemic. As Ben Pavier reports, a new grant program funded by Facebook CEO Mark Zuckerberg aims to help fill that void. Zuckerberg and his wife, Priscilla Chan, donated $250 million to the nonprofit Center for Tech and Civic Life. The nonpartisan group is offering local election offices grants starting at $5,000. They can use it for staff, voter outreach, and equipment, like for ballot processing. Wise County Registrar Allison Robbins, who also leads the State Registrars Association, says the money would help. I would fully expect that there are localities that would take advantage of, uh, of this grant funding and you know, could put it to good use. Jennifer Victor, a political science professor at George Mason University, says she understands the need. Local government's budgets have been stretched thin by the pandemic, but she says she's never heard of non-governmental groups funding U.S. elections. I think it does introduce the possibility of bias or corruption or at least the appearance of, of impropriety. The center offering the grants did not respond to requests for comment. Andrea Gaines, a spokesperson for Virginia's Department of Elections, says state law does not place restrictions on cities and counties pursuing outside election funding. Ben Pavier, VPM News. In a moment, Yasmin Juma takes a look at housing protection measures in the General Assembly. The VPM Daily Newscast is sponsored by Kanawa Capital Management. Your financial life is unique, complex, and dynamic. Kanawa Capital Management's team of credentialed professionals has been helping its clients build wealth and confidence through personalized planning and informed investing since 1989. Learn more at cancap.com. That's K-A-N-C-A-P.com. The pandemic has put millions out of work, so lawmakers are considering several housing protection bills during the General Assembly's special session. VPM's Yasmin Juma spoke with Christy Mara with the Virginia Poverty Law Center, who says while there's a federal eviction moratorium, statewide measures are still needed. This moratorium ends December 31st. There is no rent relief associated with the moratorium, and there is no rent forgiveness associated with the CDC moratorium. So this is giving people essentially a grace period to access rental assistance and get the rent paid to go to court and get the case dismissed. Are there any types of evictions that can still be heard or take place during the federal moratorium? Yes, any eviction that is not based on rent payments. And we expect, because of the moratorium, to see landlords coming up with rule violations when the real issue is non-payment of rent. So things like noise violations, parking in the wrong place if you have a car, having an unauthorized guest, having a, a pet that's not authorized, any of these things. 
Could you identify the most significant pieces of housing-related legislation advancing through the special session? Delegate Price and Senator Eben introduced bills that were intended to help folks who either didn't qualify for the rent and mortgage relief program or to help them after the pandemic. And those bills require landlords to offer tenants who fall behind on their rent a payment plan and give them a chance to pay that off over the course of six months in equal installments before they take them to court to evict them. Senator Ghazala Hashmi's eviction moratorium legislation has undergone some changes. What does it look like now? That bill would freeze evictions until 60 days after the end of the COVID state of emergency. And it would freeze all evictions, unlike the CDC order, except for those that relate to a criminal act that adversely impacted health and safety. Delegate Price is also sponsoring legislation that would give renters who have lost work as a result of the pandemic a 60-day grace period to catch up on missed rent before having to face eviction proceedings. How is this different from emergency legislation enacted back in April? She's just tightening it up a bit. The administration of that 60-day continuance has been very spotty across the state. Some judges have required different pieces of proof. Some judges have given continuances shorter than 60 days. So it's been spotty. Do renters have any recourse if they can't get a hearing delay? Not really. That's the problem. They should be contacting either the eviction legal helpline at the Poverty Law Center or their local legal aid immediately. Because sometimes, and I think this could be one of those cases, sometimes good lawyers can go in with motions to set aside and motions to vacate and get orders like that reversed. Can any of the proposed measures at the General Assembly's special session mitigate these concerns? Yes. What needs to happen is the eviction moratorium should cover all evictions, not just those based on non-payment of rent. That is the real key here. And they can put that in budget language. Christy Mera is Director of Housing Advocacy with the Virginia Poverty Law Center. Thank you for joining me. It was my pleasure, as always. Thank you for taking the time to talk to me about it. All the stories you've heard can be found online at vpm.org news. This has been the Daily VPM Newscast. VPM. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR.